Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie, he was a co-host on the US version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called, It's Scary In Here, it's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. You're here. Great. I can't hold this show back any longer. We got a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny stand-up comic, and you know him as the host of Cash Cab. He's Cash a very... Cab! Yes, that is Alex, and she's very excited. And my pal's name is Ben Bailey. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. We would love to have you. And our super fan shout-out is for Sam. Say hi to Sam, everybody. Hi, Sam. Sammy, how you doing? Sam, Phil sends his best. Uh, he's out on the high seas, and let's just check in with him and see how it's going. It's all going to shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Status quo. Yeah. <laughs> What else is new, Adam? Yeah. So, yeah, that was Phil's status quo. <laughs> but he did he did have a glimmer of joy. He came in, uh, and he came in for a, a lovely event. His uh, his son, Michael, got married to a beautiful woman named Kimmy. And uh, as you guys know, they asked him to officiate the wedding. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So Phil reached out to me. Uh, he said, listen, I got to open the ceremony. Uh, they're looking for a poem. Do you have a poem? So I sent him a poem, and this was his reaction. Oh, my God! <laughs> No. All right. So I, I don't think he liked my first draft. Was the, did the poem open with the there once was a man from Nantucket? No. Had I known <laughs> that that's what Keats. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Keats or Yates, one or the other. I can never remember. Yeah. Okay, Adam. I hate to ask you, but read the poem. No, I don't have to read the poem. I sent it to Phil, and I'll yeah, I'll, I'll just play this for you. you a lovely poem you sent me a poem of bullshit that i can't use 
<laughs> well, it was only a first draft. Yeah. Okay, here's your first draft, asshole. Life is a journey that should be shared by two, and there comes a point when you realize this is probably the best you're going to do. <laughs> you want me to look at my son and his fiance at the altar and say, look, this is probably the best you're going to do. Is that what you want me to say? Well, it, it rhymes. So, you know. <laughs> Poems <laughs> do have to rhyme. That's a very important ingredient. I'm Thank glad you. you had that. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so this is where we are so far. Here's the second stanza. <laughs> oh my God. Of course you're scared and have doubt. Everybody does. So just ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the best you're going to do. Just ride it out, kids. Sound advice. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> oh, and here's... Here's where it comes home. <laughs> Here's the closer. I wish you luck. You could be happy. We will wait and see. All I know is it didn't work for me. What a giant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 brutally honest. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, you know? I, and I wanted to personalize it for him. <laughs> It's a bit much, Adam. You think? <laughs> yes. Oh, maybe so. Okay. Well, like I said, it was just a first draft. <laughs> well, you know what it reminds me of? And I know we've talked about this on the show. There's always somebody, you know, that has to tell it like it is. That can be your defense. Be like, what, you want me to sugarcoat marriage and life? No, yeah. I got to tell it like it is, Phil. Sorry. Yeah, a happy ending depends on where the story ends, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, I, I I take it that the second draft is well underway at this point. Well, no, uh, he didn't use it. Apparently, he went with something else. Oh, he didn't. Oh, shocker! Yeah, no, he didn't use it. <laughs> but this was my favorite part of the call. He actually took me through the emotions he went through as he was reading it. <laughs> See, here's the thing, too. I say, you know, you send it to me, ding, ding, I get the chime. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Adam found something good. I, I, I give you the benefit of the doubt. I think once in a while you may just be throwing sincerity at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, but here's what you do. You just, you waste my time. Because I start reading the thing and I'm like, okay, life is a journey. Oh, that's nice. Probably the best you're going to do. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I read it again. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> Of course you're scared and have doubt. Everybody does. So just write it out. Now I know it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what you do. I know it's bullshit, right? But I keep reading it. <laughs> I keep reading it. Because that's what you do. Now I got to see how you finish it. Because I'm like, okay, it's bullshit, but I got to see how it ends. <laughs> you got a hook at him. You know what it is? Yeah. It's like picking at a scab. I know I shouldn't do it, but I keep doing it. And let us join hands. That's the bleeding part. It, now, now it's bleeding. Uh, a bleeding scab. He's re-injured himself. <laughs> He's, so my poetry to him is like a bleeding scab. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Yeah. I, oh. I, I just, I marvel at every single time he takes the bait, whether it's, <laughs> it's a certificate for an iPhone or whether it's your telepathic ability with the seals. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for like, those of no. you just joining us, go back and listen to the other episodes because you're not going to – I know you don't believe it now. You will when you hear it. It's every time he's like, no, this time. This time he's on the level. Uh, it's just great. Is, is there some sort of like 
amnesia he has or something. <laughs> it's a willful ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he did a great job. Uh, everyone was happy. Uh, she said yes. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, we, we know what life is. So those of you who attended the wedding and bought gifts, just hold on to the receipt just for six months. Just... <laughs> you oh, never man. know. Oh, man. No. Yeah. Uh, mazel to everybody. Mazel yeah. tov. Yeah. So. But speaking of ignorance, can oh, I yes, ask? Go ahead, Stern. <laughs> yeah. This is me shaking my head. Hey, look at me, everybody. Um, I, I got to just ask, and I feel terrible for asking this here on the air. Alex, you seem so excited. I'm excited to to hear from Ben Bailey, but I do not know the show Cash Cab. Could could you walk me through that? What what is what is the show? What is this all about? I will... Sorry, Adam, I am not talking yeah. to Mark. <laughs> wow! That was... well, now you've That's... done it. Yeah. How dare that... you? No, no, no. Cash Cab is basically a game show in a cab. Mm-hmm. But put it in New York and put around all those tough New Yorkers getting in the cab going what <laughs> so you like asking them like quiz questions like yeah. like uh while you're driving around yes that's wow. basically it and you can see people reacting it's the best show yeah that does sound genius especially because new and york you money you so you win you win well get cash cap i guess there's yeah. cash involved that would make sense mm-hmm. but yeah new york is the perfect place to do that because i imagine people would be like the hell's the matter with you i got to get the third avenue like, like yeah. shut up pal and drive i don't i don't need the questions what's going on here <laughs> i know like, oh, you, america oh your cab lights up beautiful get me to work exactly. asshole Exactly. Yeah. Almost any other town in America, they'd be like, oh, this is lovely. Yes, ask me your questions. This is so much fun. New York, they're like, say it walking, pal. I need yeah. to get the work. All right. Yeah. That's in fact, genius. Ben, ben, in fact, Ben mentions a bunch of stories uh, when he was filming Cash Cab. Uh, and he also said his, uh, his stand up style came from having to personalize uh, his stories so other comics wouldn't steal it. And that's why I figured, you know, well, maybe I'll personalize the poem for Phil. I'm glad it worked out better for Ben than it did for me and Phil. <laughs> but I like where you're going with that. That's good, you yeah. know? And I had a lot of fun catching up with my pal. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. The first thing you want to consider when writing a poem is the idea. Poetry can be about anything. Don't feel like you can't write about a certain topic because it isn't poetic enough. Write about what interests you. Common topics include loss, nature, and love. You could be happy. We will wait and see. All I know is it didn't work for me. What a giant... (laughs) The Adam Ferrara Podcast... This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. What is that smell, Carl? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I have got some stand updates for you. I hope you come see me on the road because I will make you laugh. September 23rd and the 24th, I'm in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club. October 6th, special show at the Gilmore Car Museum in Richland, Michigan. October 7th through the 9th, I will be at the Chicago Improv. October 14th and 15th, I will be at the Arlington Draft House. And October 20th through the 22nd, I will be at the Comic Roadhouse in Uncasville, Connecticut. Grab your aunt, grab your uncas, and come and see me. Uh, there's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there, and you know I want to say thank you. Yes, I do. If you can make any of these gigs, please come up after the show, and let me thank you for the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on. You know, get out of here. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is the Emmy-winning host of Cash Cab, as well as a very funny stand-up whose special is called Road Rage. His podcast is the big news show, and it streams live on YouTube. He is an accidental ornithologist, he plays guitar left-handed, and he's a very tall man that I like to call lanky. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Ben Bailey. How are you, my friend? Hello, sir. How are you? I'm I am well. Thank you so much for doing this. And I had a great time. Last time uh, I was in New York, I did your podcast. And is that is that where I did it from? Is that the place, uh, right same here, house? Right here in the studio, although I built this bar since then. During That's... COVID, I built this bar. During COVID, I got fat. <laughs> No, you did not. Oh, did you? I, oh God, Ben. I, I was eating like a locust. I was like, I thought we were going to die. And I was like, ah, give me more bread, more butter. I'm going to McDonald's and I'm drinking the fry grease. I don't care. <laughs> how do, I don't know how locusts eat. A lo- I in a hurry. And there's a like, lot of them. Like it's the end of the world? Yeah, like it. Like it's uh, Gabriel blew the horn. Does that mean dinner? Eat everything. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. I just like... Well, Hold up, and I kind of got in. I was like, "All right, I got to be in my house for mm-hmm. who knows how long." I'll just, I'll just embrace that. I don't have to go anywhere for once. For you know, yeah. Every weekend for twenty years, I'm like, I don't have to go anywhere. This is kind of nice, you know. Every Thursday, my ass went to the airport. I don't know why. <laughs> it just left. It was just conditioned. <laughs> Every Thursday, usually fly Thursdays. Yeah, usually fly Thursday. Do press Friday morning, Friday Saturday, maybe do a Sunday. Maybe a Sunday share? Yeah. I usually, yeah, that's similar. I usually two Friday, two Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Although I had like finally, you know, the jump that we dream of where you're like, you're into theaters and like slightly larger venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had just made that jump and I, start, I had started a tour. I had, uh, I was doing like House of Blues, Hard Rocks. Yeah. Theaters, Bogarts in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. I did two shows of that tour and then it got rescheduled 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 canceled yeah yeah <laughs> covid shut it down you know yeah now i'm back in the clubs <laughs> yeah but happy to be there you know because there was nothing for so long yeah by the way my wife jumping up and down we're getting cash cab she thinks that's your name cash cab <laughs> she's not alone yeah <laughs> 
Hey, Cash Cap. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Cash Cap? That's not my name. But you Better got the other one I get, which is which is Hey, Mike Rowe. You get Mike Rowe a lot. Dirty Jobs guy all the time, all oh. the time. Okay. I get Tony Danza's cousin. I don't know why. <laughs> Angela. Yeah, Angela. Samantha. Well, you're a big fella. You're, you're I'm a large man. You're a large. You're a large big fella, and 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 you're the Cash Cab man, and you got a great bit about Cash Cab in your act. I want to play this. People say that one a lot. You're a lot bigger than you look on TV. They say it so often that I am considering hiring a dwarf <laughs> whom I will dress up to look exactly like myself <laughs> make him walk a little bit ahead of me at all times. <laughs> People will run up to him and go, you're the cash cab guy! <laughs> and he'll be like, I know! And then they will be like, you are exactly the same size. <laughs> As you are on television. That's when I'll come out like. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the bit is when you come out like a monster. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I love it when someone's like plays a bit for you or quotes a bit for you that you forgot. Of uh -huh. Yeah, like I've completely forgotten about that. <laughs> Your personality is you'll take that shift that nobody sees. I love that about you. You know, oh, it's, okay. it's like extended storytelling, but like almost like Twilight Zone storytelling. Right. Right. It's like as far as we could go and, it, and it's going to get surreal at some point. Yeah. That, that's what I love about it. That little zone right there. It goes on. It goes on for like another minute. After I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I want what I wanted to ask you is how did you it's 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 a unique style. Do you know what influences you got to get there was as far as your surrealism and your storytelling? Uh, well, early on, I had people, some people were stealing my stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, comics would steal some of my bits. Mm -hmm. And fair, I was a bit of a hack when I started. I didn't totally get it. Right. I was still doing bits that I had seen other comics do when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. I had been doing them like in my life and getting laughs and I was like a couple of them. I was still doing them when I was actually doing them on stage. Right. And I started meeting some of the comics and I was like, holy shit, these are real people. Yeah. And you can't, you know, there's that disconnect sure. from what you saw on TV when you were a kid. And anyway, so that's just in fairness. But after that, and part of me realizing that I couldn't do that was people stole my bits. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's like someone stealing your kid or something. Yeah. Like, like a horrible feeling. Uh, and so part of my goal became at that point, well, maybe if I'm writing stuff that people could just steal, I need to like, I need to go further. I need to create something that's more unique, mm -hmm. something that would be really difficult to, to steal. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, whatever felt weird and like a road that no one might go down, that kind of became my path. And then my bits just started getting longer. It turned out there was, there's always something there. There's always another kind of weird spot, place to go to, you know? Yeah, the once first... you open a door in your head, you can walk through it, and there's a whole other room you didn't you didn't count on. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's there's stuff in here. Yeah. There's, there's a place to go mm -hmm. with it. The first bit that was like that for me was my uh, my job application bit. Brilliant bit. Oh, thank you, man. Where I'm filling out a job application, and I put my name in the wrong box. I have no choice then... Uh, but to lie in the interview and tell the guy that my name is Ben Bailey and I live on Ben Bailey Boulevard, right? <laughs> right. So 
once I wrote that little bit, it became apparent to me that there's that other room we're talking about was the rest of the application. And yeah. like, what if everything's off by a box all the way through, you know, and then my zip code is the same as the first five digits of my phone number, all the way down to my mother's maiden name is Caucasian. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how that, 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 you know, that style of bit was born mm -hmm. to me. Right. And from then on, I just like, didn't even consider doing anything else. I just wanted to write like that, you know? So yeah. That's kind of how that happened. <laughs> yeah, but and the execution of it is is all you. So it's not just it's not just you know the construction. It's also the execution, which is which is tough to see. Basically, you put the club on your act. That was pretty much what you did. You just put the club, put it on a steering wheel. Right. Yeah. Steal this. <laughs> Steal it. I dare you. Steal my twelve minute bit about <laughs> yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. It's just more. It's that's just with the way it went. I I you know this. You can't. take you know this as well as I, you can't decide where your writing's going to go. You know, it just kind of, it just kind of goes where it's going to go. Yeah. And, the and best stuff comes through you and you, I've learned yeah. to follow it, you know, and let, let, let it live and breathe and see, Oh, I thought you were going to be this, but it's like, no, I'm this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly where that all came from. Man. Oh, I got another one. I love too. That's in the same vein. I want to play. Hold on. I lived in Manhattan for like 10 years in tiny little apartments. Cause I was broke. And then I moved out and bought a house out in the middle of nowhere. Got all these extra rooms now that I'm not used to. Fancy rooms like the guest bathroom. I can't even go in there. It's for guests. So after a while, I said, hell with this. I want to see what's going on in there. So I cut a big hole in the wall of the laundry room goes right into the medicine cabinet in the guest bathroom. And when guests come over, I just put my face in the hole and I wait for them. Sooner or later, that little door creaks open and I go, mind your own goddamn business! <laughs> That's just great. That's just great. That, came, that was born from the reality of moving from a a small Manhattan apartment to a house out in the, you know, basically in yeah. the wood. It's, yeah. like, it's like culture shock. Oh, yeah. Because you're five minutes away, but it's a different world. Your whole life changes. Like when I was living just full time in New York and being a stand up, my, my day didn't start till two in the afternoon, you know, mm. because we're yeah. comics. We're, I remember I remember running to you at the cellar, like, what are you doing? I, like, I got to go work out. It's three in the morning, but you got to yeah. go. You just got <laughs> off work. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I, days are still like that, man. I still get, I'm start at two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like if I'm on shooting time, if I'm on comic time or shooting time, you know, right. like when you did cash cab, I, I wanted to ask you guys, well, you're all, you're not daylight dependent. You're daylight dependent. Cause that was a day show. We, well, initially we were initially, we started at 9am mm -hmm. and I'm like, guys, why are we starting in the middle of rush hour? We have, <laughs> yeah. we have the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, it evolved into uh, we would start at three, mm -hmm. shoot uh, until rush hour slash nightfall. Because mm -hmm. nightfall means a big change in the production. We've got to pull all this stuff out and put all, you know big lighting change and yeah. all that. And then we also figured out that the show looked better at night. Mm -hmm. So we would do like half and half. And right. while rush hour and nightfall were happening, we would have our lunch break. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the show like was adapted to my basically to my schedule, but not just for that reason. You know? Right. 
Well, how'd you get I, I, how'd you get the show? Because one one day you're a comic, next day you're in a cab, lights are going off, and I was like, I got to call Ben. I want to be on the show. You're like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. Uh, which is, I guess, what these podcasts are all about. That's it. Uh, so I get a call for an audition. Came through uh, my managers at the time, but it had come through a comedy club, mm. comic strip. And uh, and one of the other clubs at the time were like, hey, these people are casting for this show. And they had g- gotten my name through the clubs because they had because I was a limo- limousine driver. If you right. remember way, way back, mm-hmm. I used to show up in a suit and everybody's like, wow, you're taking this so seriously. I'm like, actually, I'm I'm working my other job right yeah. now. I dropped some people at the Met. <laughs> yeah. Can I switch with you? I got to get to JFK after my set. Yeah. I got to get these people to their dinner and then back to Jersey, you know. <laughs> Uh, so they knew I was a driver, so I kind of had a little bit of a leg up going into the audition. But so the night before the audition, I had a show, and the audition was in New York. Mm-hmm. I had a show in Ramona, California, mm-hmm. which is like 45 minutes out of San Diego. Okay. Up in the mountains there. Then just down the road from that, uh, a buddy of mine that I grew up with was playing drums in a band called The Samples. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're like pretty cool kind of reggae band. So myself and a few guys that I, other guys I grew up with that came to my show, then go to his show, and it's like a big party. We're having a blast, and he's like, "Dude, we got a we got a beach house for the week. This guy just left it to us. Come hang for the week. We're, you know, you can have your own bedroom and everything." And I was like, "I I got an audition in New York mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Like I'm on the red eye. I got to drive up to <laughs> yeah. catch." late flight the midnight flight out back to new york i got an audition and they're like oh fuck that (laughs) everybody there is like fuck that you don't have to go to that what's it for you know i'm like it's for like a game show in a cab Mm -hmm. and everybody just bursts out laughing like that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard (laughs) but some part of me is like no you know what i'm i gotta go back so i literally get on the plane fly back Mm -hmm. uh Land, go straight to the audition. From the airport. From the airport. And it just, everything just clicks. Like it just, like I just killed at the audition. Mm-hmm. Audition was me sitting in a chair and the, the casting director and someone from the production company, Lion TV, sitting in chairs behind me. <laughs> okay, so let's make believe we're in a cab. And we're driving, you know. Did you did you have to audition again for the for more suits or two callbacks? Mm-hmm. Uh, then a uh, a live can I actually drive uh, test with right. the casting director, the EPs, now the network and the production company are all in a in a minivan in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, all right, here we go, and I <laughs> I drove right over the curb. <laughs> <laughs> Very first part of it is like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, can we, can we start again now that we're in the street? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I was like, everybody in there was panicking, like, holy, <laughs> shit. we made the wrong choice here. <laughs> um, but so then after that, they were like, we want to, we want you to, we want you to host the show. Mm-hmm. And I, they were kind of hedging their bets. They were like, we have it down to like you and one other guy, right? I was like, do you really? Or are you guys like, because the next step was I had to get a taxi license. Right. So it was like, there was still some hoops to jump through. Mm-hmm. I had to get a taxi license. Uh, 
and I was working that week at the Borgata. Right. Doing shows with Doug Benson mm -hmm. all week long, right? So you're high. So you can guess what we were up to. <laughs> and on the last day of taxi school, I pass, I go in, I take, after taxi school, I go in, I take the test, and then they're like, okay, just go upstairs and do your, do your drug test, and then you're good to go. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> like I was doing shows with Doug Benson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high just by having been near him. Yeah, I, I got a contact high for a week. It's probably going to be passed on to my children. <laughs> so the girl from the network, she goes, she goes, or from the production company, Maggie is her name. She goes, she goes, don't worry, man. Don't worry. My dad is like a total hippie. <clears throat> I got you. I know exactly what to do. I'm like, okay. What do we have to do? She's like, you need to drink a shit ton of water. Mm -hmm. So we hit a water vending machine, and we bought six big bottles of water, and I drank all of them. And she goes, now go and piss. Before you go in, go and pee now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, thank God I had, a, I had a piss so bad. Right. She goes, so you drink a ton of water, then you go in and you pee right away, and, and everything that was in your system is in the first pee. Right. And then everything after that, at least for a little bit, is just water because there's no time for it to absorb anything else because you've just cleaned yourself out with the first one. But how do you – aren't you out of pee? No. I drank like a – you know, I drank like two gallons of water. Oh. So I had to pee again pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> this was her plan. I, I don't know if they just didn't care about weed or mm. if, you know, I, I don't who knows what. But right. I passed the test, but I had to sweat it out over a long holiday weekend oh. at the Borgata. So that was on a Friday, and I had to drive back down and do the shows, and I didn't find out until the Tuesday mm -hmm. that I had passed both tests, and I, and I got the gig. That's great. So, we, you know, for the next three weeks, we shot six days a week, mm -hmm. 12 hours a day, sometimes more. Mm-hmm actually illegal yeah because i was driving a cab uh and somewhere toward the end of that third week it, it all came together and we had this game most of it in the beginning honestly was people like fuck you and just, <laughs> getting out and shutting the door you know <laughs> i gotta get to the doctor's office i don't want to answer questions you're in the cash cab is a TV game show. You're in my taxi. You're like, bullshit. <laughs> Shut the music off and let's go. <laughs> well, I, that's why I read I read online that you actually had to tell the contestants before they got in because they weren't they didn't want to play. They just wanted to get the way they go. We had a, the first while was really rough, man. And we didn't have all that stuff worked out. All the stuff that I would say sort mm -hmm. of evolved into that. Sure. After a while. I knew what I was going to say. We knew exactly what to say to make sure they believed it mm -hmm. and how to, like, not give them a chance. Just go, okay, I'm going to hop out. And Bruce is going to get in and read you the rules of the game show. And, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And before they know it, they're, like, on. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it took almost three weeks of, of games and would-be games that went wrong before we had a really good one. Yeah. And yeah. it just gelled. And I'll never forget, we're all standing out on the on the corner afterwards, just looking at each other. And we're like, holy shit, man, that this that that was something there yeah. was something in there. You know, these two women 
they were they went from like the west side all the, to the east village. Mm-hmm. They had two strikes most of the way. They won, and then they went for the video bonus, and it was like you barely made it, you know. Yeah. But then they got it, and they won double, and it was like it took like two hours to shoot it. You know, it's like eight minutes. It took two hours to shoot the fucking thing, but it was like gold, and we yeah. were just like, holy shit, this could be something, you know. Yeah, that's and when it comes together. It's, it's like your bits, like when you open that door and it comes together, right. and the locks just kind of or the gears just kind of keep falling into place, and you're like, oh, this is magical. I'm getting chills right now, man. Yeah, it's, and, and then once you get it, you're off to the races. I've, I've been fortunate enough to experience that, so I know I know of what you speak, my friend. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. You've gotten uh, Top Gear. And still alive. <laughs> That's still going, right? That's what I'm saying. For- uh, not with our, our series went about, what did we do, about six and a half, six and a half years we did, and it was fun. But it was like the same thing. Ours clicked. At the end of the first season, when we the first time we went away, Ben, we all went to Alaska. Uh, we we oh. had done the Tonight Show. They put us on a plane the next morning and flew us to Alaska for six days to shoot on this glacier. And I remember looking at Rut and Tan, my, the other two guys in the show, and I went, we're either going to find the show on this trip or we're going to kill each other, but we're going to get an answer. You could do both. <laughs> yeah. Right, but you'll know one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. And, and yep. we did. So that, that was the magical moment for me. And being in Top Gear, this is the one thing I wanted to ask you because it's hard to drive and talk to a camera. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, I went in for Top Gear. You did? Yep. Tell me a story. I just went in and, and read, met with those guys. Yeah. It, was UK, it was in the UK first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as was Cash Cab. Oh, I th- this I didn't know was a UK show. Yeah, Cash Cab was first on ITV. Mm-hmm. In the UK, and uh, it was not a hit. <laughs> it was on for one run, and it didn't last. But it was different. The the guy driving mm-hmm. didn't host the show. He's just driving. And the cab had like a Knight Rider voice asking the questions. Oh, okay. So it's very different. Why? Wow. Uh, but so, yeah, at some point the, when Top Gear came over to the U.S., mm-hmm. I guess they were bringing people in, and I went and met with them. And they they were like, it, it went very well. I thought I had a, sh- a shot at it. Mm-hmm. I was still doing Cash Cab at the time. Right. Uh, and I just never heard anything until I saw that you got it. And right. I was like, I was happy for you. Oh, thank <laughs> you, my friend. That's great, Ben. Yeah. What, a fun, what an awesome show to do. Oh, it was time my life. And, and I still love those two idiots. So we, which is good because on the, on the shows that like the, the crew and the cast, they're all family because we're all in this together, especially in um, like we traveled. So we got that kind of. Uh, we got yeah. that kind of uh, unity we needed just to get through everything in different countries. But even being in New York, you it's you against the city. I've shot in New York. The city yeah, doesn't want to be filmed. The city's like a witness. It doesn't want to be filmed. Yeah. The city's like, get out of the way. Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Like, we got so good. And we really, uh, before before I tell that story, mm-hmm. we really were a family. We were, It was like, we called it road trip to nowhere. Because <laughs> we're just driving in circles. Right. You no, know, every day, all fucking day. And mm. it's amazing how often in Manhattan you'll see the same people that you don't know again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Louis, Louis CK's got a bit about that. You see somebody you don't know again. That's my favorite bit of Louis. Yeah. God ran out of extras in the movie of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. And it's so true in New York. Yeah. It's not that big of an area. Mm-hmm. And if you're driving around, you're going to see people. But uh, we got so, um, I, don't, I guess, hardened 
to the to the job of shooting in the city mm-hmm. that like nothing phased us you know i like i've clo- i've finished up games with a bus driver out screaming at me he's got a <laughs> he's got a bus behind me there's a bus behind him and a bus behind him and i'm like i'm not fucking moving until we get this shot <laughs> You guys can just fucking wait, man. I've been out here for 11 hours. I, I, like, I don't care. I don't care. And that's how everybody is yeah. that's been, you know, moving around in Manhattan for, you know, however long. It's just the deal. Yeah. Can I ask you to tell a story about the electrician on 3rd Avenue? <laughs> okay. I got to the point, like I said, where I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what was going on. I was backing into a spot one time to break for lunch. And there's another car pulls up behind me. He's trying to pull in behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving him the finger. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not. It's my spot. It's my spot. He pulls up next to me, puts his window down. He's a cop. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I'm a fucking cop. Mm-hmm. And I go, I go, I'm a fucking game show host. <laughs> I go, I'm not giving you the spot. It was my spot. He goes, I'm a cop. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> That's how gone I was, like how removed from reality I was. I was telling this cop, I don't fucking care. I'm not giving you my parking spot. <laughs> Arrest me for, like, come on, man. Yeah, for legally parking. What did he do? Dude, this guy, my buddy Tony, who's in the other story, mm-hmm. who did security on the show for, like, the whole run. Right. Uh, he walked over to that guy. He talked to him for about three seconds. Mm-hmm. And the guy, like, left, waved and left, didn't say a word. Later, when I had calmed down and realized that I was acting like a fucking idiot, Mm -hmm. I go, what did you say to that guy? He goes, told him we were working. (laughs) 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 That doesn't cover it. (laughs) It's all in the way you say it, baby. That's, That's the magic of Tony. He could just, he could just level it somehow. Just in the way that he spoke. But so third Avenue, the Third Avenue thing, the electrician, mm-hmm. was a very similar situation where we're trying to shoot mm-hmm. and we're stuck in traffic. And I'm furious because I'm like, we could choose whatever avenue we want. Yeah. Why do we start on Third Avenue every fucking day? Mm-hmm. When there's construction from Houston all the way to 14th. Like, what are why are we doing that? I'm so I'm so angry yeah, already. You're down in the village. What are you doing down there? Let's go to first. Let's yeah. go to you know, go anywhere but where the construction yeah, Once is. you pass the hospital on First Avenue, it's it's kind of open. Then it's open, yeah. But so, and Third Avenue was a mess for a long time. Eventually, we started getting lists of the work zones mm-hmm. and working around those, <laughs> right? But it took a while. Yeah. So we had, a, you know, it's a big learning curve to shooting in Manhattan, of mm-hmm. course. But so uh, we're trying to shoot. I'm trying to record something. And the guy behind me just keeps honking and honking and honking and ruining the audio. Yeah. So every time he honks, I have to redo it. And eventually I get I get fed up and I put my window down and I give the guy the finger out the window. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he I see him throw his van into park and he gets out and he comes marching up. And at this point, I've been in these situations before and in the cab with the window open is, you know, a great way to get punched in the face and have no way to do anything about yeah. it. So I'm like, that's not happening. Yeah. So I throw the cab at a park and pop my seatbelt off, and I come flying out of there. Mm-hmm. And this guy, 
is like holy shit. You know, I'm not a, I'm not what you're expecting to see come out of the driver's yeah, seat. Of you're six six, <laughs> and like bald, shaved head, and like pent up road rage from a whole season, just like. Rah! And he sees me, and he just his tune just changes right away. Right, like he's like, hey, and then he turns like, hey. <laughs> Oh, listen now. Hey, how come you're, you know? And so we get into this whole argument. I scream at him about it. What? Stop fucking honking. Nobody's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, why do, you, why do you honk in a traffic jam? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. The idea, It's like the thinking is that there's someone all the way at the front who doesn't realize they could go. Yeah. And, and I honked. And oh, uh, well, I stopped <laughs> the whole street. So we get into it and while we're getting into it all the whole crew is like lining up behind him cuz the the crew van was behind his van right was behind me so he has no idea eventually he flips so so far that he's going to call the cops on me cuz he's like you're fucking crazy man i'm calling the cops right and i'm like why don't you just talk to the cop who's standing right behind you it works for me and he turns around and there's tony the cop and the rest of the crew are all standing there just looking at him <laughs> He's just like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, how does this guy have a posse on the spot? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And he just turns and runs to, back to his van and gets in and shuts the door and locks it oh. and will not look up. He's just looking at the seat. Yeah, just sitting in traffic. Yep, just like, I, he will not look at me again. That's so funny. Tony, the cop, comes yeah. over to me and he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> He goes, he goes, you're a game show host. <laughs> and I swear to God, that is the first moment that it really dawned on me right. that I was actually a game show host. I'm mm-hmm. like, what happened? I made fun of game show hosts yeah. as a kid. Now I am one. Yeah. And it's also the first moment that I remember that there's a couple in the back seat. <laughs> time and we look over at the cabin they're like faces to the glass <laughs> <laughs> like this is the best show i've ever seen you know oh oh that is funny i don't know what to do i so i just got back in and started up again yeah. all right you guys are twenty eight hundred dollars you have 14 blocks to go you have two strikes <laughs> so don't forget to use your shout outs <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> Oh, God, is that funny, man? <laughs> it's a true story. I was about to kill that guy. I'm better than I used to be, but, man, yeah. I used to have... Cash Cab actually helped me with my anger issues. Really? How so? Yeah. Well, I realized, like, if I'm going to be angry out here ever, mm-hmm. I'm going to be angry all the time. Yeah. Because there's always somebody in the way. There's always somebody doing something you don't want them to do. There's always, you know, I can't yeah. control going on in new york city i just have to learn to roll with it yeah you can't control this so find another find a place to sit while it goes on and observe it right and like remember for me remember you're not just a guy out here driving a cab Mm -hmm. you're making a tv show yeah like you know and that's the other that's the other sort of shitty rub of cash cab for me it's like you know we work as comedians for years we dream of getting a tv show then I get one, but I still have to be a cab driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this a cru- some sort of a cruel joke? Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, you, but you are, you are, uh, you, you may be a game show host, but you are a great comedian. And one of the jokes that I loved about you, I found it, because I, uh, I remember when I saw you do this live and I went, oh, that's so New York and that's so Ben, that's so funny. You ever end a conversation with a stranger a little bit too early? <laughs> and then realize that you're going to be walking the same direction <laughs> that they are. So now you're walking with them, but you've already said goodbye. Yeah, that's I've done that so many times, man. Yeah, yeah. It's very New York. Yeah, because it, it, we're walking. Well, funny, here's the other thing people don't realize about New York is we're willing to help you. You know, it's like New Yorkers yeah. are going to help other people. Like, and if you're real New Yorkers, don't even say hello. They just yell out what they need. You know, like Sixth <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You, you won't even break stride. You'll just point, you know? That reminds me of, uh, of Quinn's bit, Colin Quinn's bit, mm. about New Yorkers, how it, the most innocent of things could be confrontational. Yeah. Like somebody will walk up to you and go, where'd you get that ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a threat. It's like my I grew up that way with my family. It sounds like a threat, like, you having a good day, huh? Where do you get off? <laughs> yeah. What's that smile on your face for? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you so happy about? <laughs> Where did you find joy in this miserable world? I, I, I want to. I, I got to play this one. I want to close it out on this bit because this really makes me laugh. Google turned into that annoying friend who will never let you finish a story because he keep interrupting you, trying to guess the ending before you can get to it. <laughs> right now, I sit down. I type the letter P, and Google is like Pacific Ocean. <laughs> That is so funny, my friend. I miss you, and you are such a good comic. If people want to come see you, where can they see your tour dates? Uh, go to therealbenbailey.com, and I'm Ben Bailey Comedy on uh, all the social media. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. And I do the live streaming show every Sunday night on YouTube. It's great to see you and talk to you a bit, man. It's been forever. Maybe yeah. I'll pop out and say hello when you're in New York. Yeah, I'd love to see you again, my friend. And, and and I want to come to the garage. You got the cash cab in the garage, if I remember correctly. Cash cab is in the garage. But all right, get this, man. Mm. This is what an old man homeowner I'm turning into. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to sell it because I'm tired of it just taking up all that space in my garage. <laughs> what are you, okay, so what are you going to put there? Uh, a wood shop. Okay. Uh, maybe my other car that's just been <laughs> sitting outside for, for 12 years. <laughs> well, I want to go selling the cash cab. I want to come by and see it one more time. And I want to see you again, my friend. So come do my show when you're in town. Let's connect uh, outside of this. I'd love to. Great to see you, man. You too, brother. Be well and Wish be happy. You too, man. I'm Ben Bailey, and that was 30 minutes that I'll never get back. Oh, I miss my pal. I had so much fun catching up with him. <laughs> oh, man, I love Ben. Oh, man, I got to catch up on some episodes of this, man. Cash yeah. cap. Yeah, I'm hooked. Good. Yeah. Welcome to the family, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for welcoming back in, Alex. I appreciate that. I, I just want to tell you a little story. Adam was doing his special, and we were getting ready, and I was so excited for Adam. And mm -hmm. then 
Ben walks in, and all I could say is, Adam, that's Cash Cab. Adam, <laughs> yeah. Cash Cab. Yeah, Cash Cab. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy had to go on stage, do his special, and I was just all infatuated with Cash Cab. Yeah, that's it. I'm standing there. Ben came in to give me a hug, wish me luck, and she just, I, I love you so much. Cash Cab! That was it. Adam, take a picture. Romance was over. <laughs> he is very tall. Yeah. Go out there and tall. tell your jokes for an hour. I want to talk to Cash Cab. Hi. <laughs> Not like that, Adam. Mm-hmm. Like that. I do want to say, Adam, that you two are very similar. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way. I mean that you both um, are like East Coasters, right? Yeah. You have that suspicion. Uh, you have that energy. I got it right now. What are you trying to say, woman? <laughs> <laughs> like, like things you say or, or like things you encounter, like it sounds like a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he told the story about the electrician. Oh, and the, oh and the two people were still in the back, like looking like with their heads pressed up against the window going, yeah. oh, my goodness, this is the best show ever. <laughs> when he's telling that story, I'm hanging on every single word. I'm right in yeah. the street with him. I'm watching <laughs> that. And the timing of it, he's like, I failed to realize the whole time. <laughs> just, a couple of just the way he delivered it. I was like, that's genius. Oh, my God. So I was like right there. I was like, oh my God, that's just the best. Yeah. yeah he's Love a great it. storyteller. You know what? You know what I would have done if I was in the back? I was like, hey, you better shut off the meter while you sort this out. <laughs> I ain't paying for this. Yeah, all right? I, I, I ain't paying for your bullshit. I... <laughs> I mean, how hard is it working in New York City? Oh my God. Or oh. to be a cab driver. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he had to get his cab license. You just can't mess around. That's crazy. And he had to pass them. He had to take a drug test. <laughs> Which was in question. <laughs> I was like thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if that really works. I Well, there's always somebody whose dad was a hippie that's around me like, oh, I'll tell you how to get through this thing. Mm-hmm. You to eat 14 bananas, all right? Yeah. Then drink nothing but Gatorade for 12 days or some crap like that. Yeah, yeah. There's always some weird, elaborate way to beat those tests. But mm-hmm. apparently this worked. Yeah, Just, he got through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as he said, him. as soon as he said, I was hanging out with Doug Benson. I'm like, so you were high. So I knew where the story was going. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You remember we had Doug on the show? I still have a contact. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can smoke and do that and continue their life. I Not me. I smoke and I want to write poetry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But but yeah, I mean that's that's commitment to a show to a bit. You're like I'm getting the hack license, you know. I'm like, yeah. and I'm driving a cab like in rush hour in Manhattan. Like that's yeah. there's and you've got to remember. I mean, I can't even imagine how you keep all the crap straight in your head. You're like, I got to make a left here. Like there's like pedestrians and you know bicyclists. This has got to be insane. Well, it's not only that. It's it's and Ben could understand. And I made sure I asked him because just talking to a camera while you're driving and doing two things at once, that's mm-hmm. not natural. You know, that's, no. When I and I had to do it at at, at ridiculously high speeds on Top Gear. So, <laughs> yeah, making questionable decisions on both the road and what I'm saying. I didn't want to think about it, Adam. So that's why I when did I asked him, he's like, yeah, that, that's that's hard. And shooting in New York doesn't make it any easy. We were shooting outside. Uh, it was either, I think it was Rescue Me or The Job, the cop show we did before Rescue Me. Mm-hmm. And there was a, uh, a Sabret hot dog guy 
And he realized if he kept making noise, they'd have to pay for him to go away. He's banging pots. He's ruining takes. He's like, Larry Schmeary, I got to feed my family. Spread my dogs. He's screaming. Smart. Mm-hmm. He's been there before. Yeah. So yeah. The producers went over. I saw some money come out. And then, and, and then Lenny came out. And then the guy left. Like Lenny was just like, yeah, that's your last payday. This ain't a freaking slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, that's great. Um, yeah, but that's I don't know. That's just that's just brilliant. I, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and the way that, isn't the way this always works when you hear about somebody that 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 finds their way into a job like this or a gig. You know, they're like, oh, I had to go to this audition or I had to go to this interview or something like that. And you know, all I'm my good. friends. All my yeah. friends have been like, don't go. It's useless. You're not going to get it. You know, even maybe it's part of your internal monologue that goes, yeah, I'm not going to get this. Why uh-huh. should I go? But there's always a voice in the back of your head that says, do this. Like, just trust yeah. me, whether it's call the girl or call the boy, you know, go to the interview, show up. Because what's that? What's the phrase? Showing up is half the battle in life. I mean, that's yeah, 90% of life is showing up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say um, it's it was kismet. He was mm-hmm. meant to be cash cab. That's how I take it. He was so good. He followed that voice inside. How many times have you not followed the voice inside? And you're like, oh, crap. I should have listened to myself. I need yeah. to follow the voice inside once and I broke my own. <laughs> there you go, Adam. I was at my cousin Scotty's house when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Jerry and Uncle Larry, that cousin Scotty on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. And his house had this big six foot chain link fence and he was right against the schoolyard. So it was magical because you walk out of the backyard and you look and there's the playground. All you got to do is hop the fence. So so we would run and hop the fence. And for some reason, this voice in my, I was a kid, was don't hop the fence. Don't hop the fence. And I, I was a kid. I didn't listen. My my coat got caught on the top of the chain link fence, flipped me over, fell, broke my wrist. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I don't even like to hear those stories, Adam. Yeah. I, I don't either. So if I would listen to the voice, I maybe I wouldn't have broken my wrist. And maybe I would have been the host of Cash Cab. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, Adam, are we doing alternate universes? You would be the host of Cash Cab, and he would be on Top Gear. How, how funny was that he read for Top Gear? Yeah, I didn't know that till today. I had no idea. Yeah. And he yeah, was doing Cash Cab at the time. I guess they figured, well, he knows how to drive and talk to a camera. That's hard to teach. <laughs> right, it is. Yeah, yeah, he's already got that down. We might as well bring him on board. That's the other thing. He snapped when he just had it. When you're shooting and you just had it, you're on the edge. That happened to me. We were shooting outside. Uh, was it Qualcomm Stadium in uh, in San yeah. Diego? Stadium? Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, so yeah. We're in the Qualcomm parking lot. We got this giant soccer ball. We're driving around playing soccer with the cars, and then we got to drive to Mexico after that. And it's hot, and we got to get the shot, and we're losing the light. And there was a guy. You know, guys. These two guys were just talking loud in the park. I don't know what they were doing. They were talking loud in the parking lot. And uh, finally, I just in the middle of the take, I just went, "Shut up! We're working." <laughs> And this big now. guy goes, you, you with the beard. Who are you yelling at? Because that was Rutt. And Rutt goes, I didn't say it. He goes, well, who the hell said it? And I said, I said it. <laughs> Who's got the problem? <laughs> yeah. We just probably went, this guy's Joe Pesci crazy. I can't go near him. Right. And I, I ended up apologizing. I went, I'm sorry, man. We've been out here for a while uh, shooting. If you could be quiet, leave before I take you out at the knee. Can we do that? <laughs> Yeah, but those long days, man. I mean, I've never shot. I've never been involved in, in shooting a show. I can't imagine what a long day feels like because they can start pre-dawn and go all the way into the wee hours of the night and mm-hmm. under 
grueling conditions sometimes. I know it always sounds like, oh, they're making a TV show. That's so much fun. But then you see the reality of it and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it's all it's all hurry up and wait. It's long days. Yeah. Yeah. But that's he is his temperament is perfectly suited for that job. It feels like, you know, it feels like he found, you know, he found his role, although it's funny. Because in retrospect, you're like, oh, this is perfect for him. But when he makes the statement, when he goes, I'm a game show host, when he's, you know, yeah. or I guess when somebody pointed out to him, goes, you're a game show host. Yeah, like, it was Tony the cop, his, his his security guard. He goes, what are you doing? You're a game show host. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, wait a minute, I am. Like that moment of realization. And I guess, I know he was saying we used to make fun of game show hosts when he was a kid. I think we all did, you know, on some level. And then you like drift into that and you're like, wait a minute, now I'm the thing I used to mock. Yeah. But you're doing it your own way. And this is not, you know, tic-tac-toe. This mm-hmm. is not match game. This is cash cab. It's a totally different beast. And I you're was going to say, he's yeah. not a game show host. He's your buddy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In the cab, well, he's your buddy. Yeah, but it, it, when he realized, oh, God, I am. I'm a game show host. I, look, I realized when I... When he said that, I flashed back on the first time I played Atlantic City, right? Played Atlantic City, and I was like, my name is going to be up in Atlantic City. And I told my friends to come down. I said, come on down. He goes, where are you playing? I said, I'm playing in Tropicana, right? Great, come on down. So I had to go down early, and they were coming down the weekend. So they asked my father. They called my father. He goes, he still, what room is he in at the Tropicana? And he goes, they don't put up the help at the hotel. <laughs> So my friends come down, and sure enough, they come into the condo, and they told me what my father said, and I went, I guess I'm the help. After after he said that, it kind of all clicked, because I looked around, and I realized, this room's a dump. <laughs> there, was, yeah. there was a Murphy bed in the room, right? And I didn't, well, I was a kid, I didn't weigh enough to keep it down, because the springs... <laughs> right. I was just on the weight where I would inhale, and the thing would come up, you know? So you had to, I actually had to tie it down. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Moment of clarity. You're more than the help, though, my friend. You're a poet with a deep, deep abiding love of all things. Please tell Phil. He does. He takes me for granted. (laughs) This is the thing. I wrote this the other day. I don't know why I scribbled this in my notebook, but I did. I wrote down. If you want to know who you really are, you have to let go of who you think you are. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Yeah. So, So then I'm thinking, well, how do you do that? And my, my wife's voice came in my head. She's like, you have to trust. And I was like, you never shot in New York City, have you, lady? That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot There's of trust. Maniac in- electricians on Third Avenue. <laughs> you don't know what I'm saving you from. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that is a sound phrase, man. That is sound wisdom to live by. I don't know why I wrote it, but it's in the book. It'll come out somewhere. Well, you, you, you channeled it. It was, it was flowing through you. It's like, when you're when you're writing a bit or you're coming up with something, it just flows through you. You just write it down. And you're like, oh, that was yeah. that was good. Well, it's kind of like taking the emphasis off yourself, you know, off the off your ego. Yeah, Help it's, it's getting past the ego. You got to find out what you really are, is because the ego is all what you think you are. So I think yeah. that that's why I wrote it. I was writing it because I just want to I want to move things along. You know, just keep moving forward so things get better. But you know, it, it's hard. It's all going to shit. So. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> I want to thank my pal Ben Bailey for being my guest. Uh, his special Road Rage is on YouTube. It's very funny. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, it's growing. Tell 43 people you love about the show, and that'll help us spread the word. And if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. 
We're all in this together, brothers and sisters, so please, you share the road. And remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go in peace. Because I'm like, okay, it's bullshit, but I gotta see how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hook at him. You know what it is? Yeah. It's like picking at a scab. I know I shouldn't do it, but I keep doing it. <laughs> You're right, Phil. This is all Adam's fault. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.